Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the ADG Podcast. We have a great show for you today. We got sports. We got an interview. We got a top five. And we got a brand new movie review that I know Jake is thrilled. And I mean thrilled to talk about. All that and more coming up on the ADG Podcast. What's it like in the journalism program? Hi. That's why last week he's like, ah, fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck this guy. You're cool, but fuck this guy. Someone, uh, whoever does uh, does their Twitter account, was offended by what the HG podcast had to say on Twitter. <laughs> All controversial now. This is the- no, wherever you know why? Because they just started this shit last week and they put in a movie. Now, so I'm not have to worry about catching anything from Jake or vice versa. So he's good. Uh, Catch so some look- manners, Darren. All your uh, asshole attitude is rubbing off on you. Finally. <laughs> It only took about three years. So, hey, I wonder how long that recording session was. Okay, Ben, you ready? Yeah. I. All right, thank you. We're done. It'd be nice. I'm going to give it a solid 2.5 out of 5. Oh, wow. All right. Welcome to the ADG podcast. It's been a hot minute since Happy we've New been Year. here. Happy New Year! It's end of January. <laughs> we, we wait until everything sizzles and then we jump into the fire. That's uh, right. That's, just, that's how just, it is. Just when you thought we were out, we pull you back in. That's right. And it's, it's spicy it. on this episode today. Oh, Jake, so we got on. so much to talk about. You have no idea. And we have a special guest coming up mm-hmm. on yeah, the we... podcast. We're, we're, we're so excited. This is, uh, we, we, we love this guest when he comes on. He's, he's a tradition. He's a tradition he, on the show. He, he makes my heart happy. And he makes my stomach when he talks about all the good food that he he likes to barbecue. Sean Belegian will join us later. So there you go. Stick around for him. We're going to talk everything. Lions. Yeah, the Lions. They, they, they made a couple moves. A couple. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Some people some people came in. Other people supposedly won out. We'll find out. But we'll get to that because we'll get to let's that. get to him right now. All right. So join us to talk everything about sports especially the lions and also barbecue and we might talk some hockey sean belegian from woodward sports network joins us sean welcome to the adg ag podcast my friend hey it's a pleasure to talk to you guys again how's everything going uh we're good we're kind of in a lockdown here in beautiful ontario but you know no, no 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 ohl hockey but thank god the nhl is back that's all i can say I'm going to tell you guys, honest to goodness, I, I am, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy my NHL app. Like I'm, I'm not, it, it really is one of those things that, you know, I just sit in front of the television each night and, you know, I, I don't know if you guys how, know how it works. I just pick any game I want to watch. It's, it's yeah. the best, you know, obviously I'm, I'm watching the wings and the Habs more than anything else, but right. um, you know, that to me, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. It's, I miss going to the rink though i mean i miss it like crazy you know they don't have the high schools going on here yet hopefully that starts really soon and you know it seems like we talk about this every time i chat with you guys i miss the o more than you i couldn't even put into words how much i, I miss that league it was so much fun doing broadcast in the league and, yeah. and and then even the last few years just going as a as a fan and uh it, it's a shame for these kids my heart breaks yeah, that's true. Ab- absolutely. Especially, well, at least over there in Michigan, you guys have the uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, Developmental League over there. 
So yep. you guys, so these get these kids, they can still play and, you know, play against one another all year round. And obviously it's working because you guys, uh, whooped our Canadian butts at the world juniors this past, uh, <laughs> yes. uh January. So, uh, congrats to you over there for uh, celebrating their gold medal. Yeah, you know, I mean, the NTDP is, is, I mean, it's obviously other countries have kind of modeled what they do after it and everything. And I, I you know what, I said this in the couple of years that I worked there and I have no problem saying it. I mean, no disrespect. The Ontario hockey league is just a better hockey league than the USHL. I mean, that's, and I know some people get, you know, for lack of a better term, pissy when somebody says that. But I, I, I think, you know, we have to be honest about things like that. It is. It's, it's just a better league. And, you know, as, as well as the USHL is, is producing guys. And as you mentioned, the national program, you know, starting there in essence is, is outstanding. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the OHL is something different. And, you know, it's crazy. It just never caught on on this side of the border. It just, you know, the Whalers had their their kind of the homegrown fan base and everything. And I people just didn't get it over here. And it's uh, it's shocking to me. You know, even when they won the league going back to 07 and went to the Memorial Cup, people just didn't they didn't gravitate to it in mass. It was it was really, really strange. So, you know, I, I say this all the time and I mean no disrespect to to um, Red Wing fans when I say this, uh, the term hockey town is, is just not applicable at all. Is it a Red Wing town? Well, of course it is. But um, the, the term hockey town, it, it, unless it has the winged wheel, it just seems like people don't gravitate in mass to other hockey around here. And that's a shame. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's definitely a shame because there's so much good hockey, especially that goes on in Michigan that, yep. that aside from the Red Wings, people should really uh, venture out and try to get a glimpse that no doubt sure. uh, uh before we get into it sean I, I just want you to 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 talk to us about what made you decide to take on the new adventure of joining woodward sports network no hey i appreciate you guys asking um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously doing things, calling games and, you know, doing some things at WJR still, even, even with the lions leaving and everything. And, um, the guy who basically is the owner of, of Woodward sports is a guy by the name of Chad Johnson, who owns lady Janes. Mm -hmm. And I've known Chad for years going back to the, the days at the fan and everything. And, um, they approached me, gosh, I, I want to say late summer and, and said, would you have any interest in something like this? And I said, well, I, I'm intrigued, you know, let's talk about it and everything. And then when they kind of told me, you know, some of the guys that, you know, they, they wanted me to, um, you know, do a show with or, or be a part of it and everything. Uh, I've known Joyke Bell since, you know, his senior year in college going back to 2009. So, uh, there was familiarity there and, I think you guys know, I mean, Darren McCarty's one of those guys that, you know, uh, not only did I cover him way back when, even before the Red Wings, you know, in, in his time when he was a stud uh, for Belleville, but, um, you know, I covered him with the wings and over the years, as cheesy as it sounds, we've just become friends and everything. So, um, you know, it intrigued me and I like the format. Uh, I, th I think it's fun. Uh, and then we're trying to have fun every day. So, you know, basically, I think what we're trying to accomplish is just be an alternative out here, you know, um, and I, I think an alternative is a good thing. I, I, I really do. I think it's a, a great thing. I think for years, you know, the um, the ticket and the fan had a fantastic rivalry, obviously, until, 
you know, the ticket moved to FM and then, I mean, it was over. But I, 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 I would hope that sports fans in this town would want an alternative. You know what I mean? I don't think an alternative is bad. It's not like we're going to go beat the ticket or anything like that. I mean, obviously they're a, they're a powerhouse, but um, yeah, it, it, it really appealed to me because it was different and, you know, having the opportunity to do a show with Joyke, uh, who guys, if you haven't figured, he is a funny guy. He's, he's a really funny guy. He's got a wicked sense of humor. Um, so those things kind of appealed to me and, you know, uh, I, I, I said, I'll do it on one condition, you know, let me, let me do a barbecue show as well. So, um, yeah, we, we were able to pull that off. Yes, I, I saw something on uh, social media today that you are a proud owner of a new smoker. Is this right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is number two now. Uh, my my uh, my Traeger's on the DL right now. Uh, he's week to week on the, on the DL until <laughs> until a new part comes in. Uh, but I, you know what? Instead of waiting a couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm just gonna go buy another one. So I went and bought. You know, I don't know how how familiar you guys are with it, but um, I went and bought what's called a Master Built. It's it's a darn good smoker. It is the best way to put it. It's more for the smaller things. Like I couldn't put a 17 pound brisket in there. Or, you know, I, I probably couldn't, I could probably fit in a pulled pork in there, you know, a Boston butter, something like that, but it's more for the ribs and the wings and stuff like that. So, um, I, I figured I need one anyway, and the price was right. And, you know, I did it. And, you know, this is something like when COVID started, um, my buddies and I just decided that we were going to create our own bubble, especially like once, you know, the hockey season started in, in early August and we, I'm not joking, guys, we smoked every day, every <laughs> single day. And I know that sounds like a rap song, but not that type of smoke. We, we smoked meat every day, you know, so um, it was a blast. And you know what? It was, it was funny because we all kind of look back at it now and it was a great distraction when I think we all needed a distraction during that crap of COVID and everything being locked down and everything. So, um, yeah, it was fun and we just continued it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm having a bunch of buddies over in a couple of weeks and, you know, guys that I've known for a long time and, and, you know, some guys that I've met through the business and, uh, uh, we're having a big shindig. I would invite you guys too, but then there's that silly border thing that you'd have. Yeah, the border thing might cause a problem. Yeah, that, that might, uh, but no, really, I, guys, I love doing it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not joking. It, it is. 40 people coming over. I got this. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, I, I love cooking. It's, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. No, because th those are the two, I think the best things that you could think of sports and meat. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's like, what gets better than that? I guess, you know, it's, it's so funny from, you know, back in the day and you know, it's, uh, I talked to a lot of my former coworkers when Jamie Samuelson, you know, passed away in the mm -hmm. summertime and it was, it was really funny, you know, kind of reconnecting with some guys that quite frankly, I hadn't talked to in a few years, you know, we all go our separate way. Right. And, and I hadn't had a real conversation with a few of the guys and everything in, in quite some time. And, you know, even though I worked with a few of those guys at, at Fox, you know, I had left Fox gosh, two years ago now. So, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to see him. And it's it's funny how many things people remember. And the thing that, I mean, honest to goodness, there is not 
a, a, a period of two or three days go by where somebody doesn't mention Mita to me, you know, the big barbecue that we did yeah. and yeah. everything. So it, it's amazing the stuff that remember that people remember. And heck, I haven't done that event in, you know, 12 years. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny how that works out. It's, it's due for a comeback. Then. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see, see Sean with, uh, by the way, thank you for the drop a few minutes ago. That's in the system. Um, <laughs> Oh, for sure. But with with, with a new format, and what I'm really liking about it is you're doing something nobody else is doing, especially here local, is your guys are all online, you're doing everything digital, everything's available at any time online. Uh, and that's something I think you guys are at, at, at the head of this because everybody else would be behind you in the next couple of years trying to replicate what you guys are doing. So having you and Joy on the show is, especially at the very beginning of this type of format, to, to be out there in the media is just great. No, I and I agree with you. And and again, you know, part of what makes this great is, um, in, in my humble opinion, um, part of what has hurt the radio business and, and the sports radio business as well is it's it's become you know so corporate. It's a company owns, you know, fifty different stations and everything instead of a guy that's sitting there, you know, hands on ma and pa type of thing and. Uh, Chad Johnson is just a great guy. Uh, he, I don't think people realize uh, how much he's involved in philanthropy as well. And he is sparing no expense to make this happen. And, and, and look, what the product looks like right now and what it's going to look like in a month are two different places. I mean, think about mm-hmm. last month and you know some of the hiccups we had. Because as you mentioned, this is a new venture. I mean, this is, this is something brand new. But um, it... it you know what? It's it's fun. The ride's enjoyable. I'm I'm involved with, you know, guys that I really like and 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 everything. And there's some new guys that you know I haven't been familiar with and, and all that. But, um, you know, we we have some more shows coming up and everything. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah. No. Exactly. You mentioned the more shows. I know that there's talks of a hockey show. Obviously, uh, something to get uh, McCarty involved with. So anytime that you can hear, anytime that you can hear. Um, NHL hockey from an actual NHL hockey player who was part of one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports. That's just that's just a winning combina- combination. No, you're right. You, you know, Darren and I do a show on Friday on WJR, and we we purposely like tell each other before every show, let's not geek out because mm-hmm. I I don't think people realize you know, what a big sports fan Darren is. But when he and I get yeah. together, all we do is we end up talking hockey. So we have to make that pledge to each other uh, <laughs> not to not to talk too much hockey and everything. It was funny. <laughs> we did a thing last week with uh, Matt Cook. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you guys will remember yeah. Matt. And, you know, it's yeah. certainly his days with the spits and everything. Yeah, that's right. And um, I, I, it was – it was heaven on earth. I mean, I'm not joking. It was like 30 minutes of, of just talking about just some classic stuff. And you look at the clock and you're like, holy crap. It, it felt like two minutes and we, we had all been chatting for like 30 minutes. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, you guys know over here, there just aren't a lot of people that do it. You know, me and my group of friends do it, but in the sports media, and I'm not disrespecting anybody, there just aren't a lot of people that do it. So, that's true. Uh, we, 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 we tend to, we tend to kind of flock together and everything. Exactly. Uh, so, so basically one of the, one of the main reasons, uh, that we have to have you on is to talk about everything that's happened with the lions since pretty much, uh, they've hired their new GM. They get, they get a new GM, they get a new head coach. Pretty much seems like everybody wants to come to Detroit. 
seems like Detroit has become the new Miami when LeBron James took his talents in South Beach. Uh, just give us your thoughts on, obviously, it was a long, long, drawn-out interview process when it came to the GM and head coach being interviewed at the same time. You know, where, where do you see this team? Obviously, this is a completely different team, uh, completely, completely different front office, and new head coach, new philosophy, new way of thinking. Where, where, what can Detroit Lions fans expect from this new regime? Because we've been hurt nothing. <laughs> we've been hurt in the past so many times. So, Sean, talk us through it. You know what? I, I think best case scenario, you can kind of hope for what has transpired in Miami and Arizona the last couple of years. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that people looked at what they had at their disposal and, and said, what a mess. It's going to take years to fix this. And both of those teams um, in the in the span of a couple of years greatly improved. And both of them nearly made the playoffs this year. Heck, Miami had 10 wins and ended up sitting at home. So mm-hmm. I think that's best case scenario. Uh, I think a more realistic scenario is is to get back to a level of mediocrity, you know, real mediocrity, where where you uh, we thrive to be mediocre. Yeah, isn't that? Well, and and I, hey, listen, you guys know you. I hate that crap. I yeah, hate it. I, yeah. I there's nothing worse when I hear people wax poetically about the Jim Caldwell era. I want to. Oh. I want to puke. It, dri- <laughs> it drives me out of so my good mind. Oh, stop! You know it drives me. It drives me nuts. So, but um, you know what? Uh, you know what? Maybe a year after that, you know, you you you're ready to make that jump. You're maybe ready to do a Cleveland Brown. Um, yeah. you have to like what they did on paper. You you knew you have you have to like what they did on paper. Period. End of story. Um, uh, I think starting with Holmes and you know to the to the people out there that say, well, does he have a lot of experience on running a team? I I wanted a guy that knows how to run a damn draft. I wanted yes. a guy that specializes in that and has a good opportunity. So what do they do? They go out and get a guy like John Dorsey uh, to 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 sit there with them. I I think yes. it's beautiful. I good I think move. the staff. The staff that that uh, Coach Campbell's put together, same thing. Well, well, you know, he's only been an interim. You know, how much experience does he have? So he goes and gets guys that have experience, and he goes and gets guys that you know have a real good reputation. Um, I don't know if you guys were watching the other day when when news came down of Deuce Staley came, coming here. Yes, Joyke yes. Bell smiled ear to ear. I mean, literally, wow. he goes, "Oh, Deuce is my boy. I love Deuce." I mean, he was so. <laughs> He was so excited. So yeah. it's things like that. But, you know, okay, is the honeymoon over? I'll wait for the honeymoon right. to end. Now we have to get back to reality. This roster is awful. I mean, oh, it is. It's, 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 it it's a is bad, awful. it's a bad roster. It, it, and I think I, and I'm guilty of it too. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we, we, you know, Hope is not a strategy, as Jim Schwartz once said, and he's absolutely right. I, I like I like the pieces on the offensive line. I, I think with Decker and Frank Ragno finally playing in the right yes. darn position the last yes. couple of years, yes. uh, and, and Jonah Jackson, I, I think you got a little something there. The Kenny Galladay question is fascinating. I mean, it, it has to be fascinating to anybody. I I would have argued with anybody when this season started, he was on the cusp of being a top 10 wide receiver. What do you do now? You, you know what I mean? I like Swift. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's any two ways about that. I, I, I like what, what he brings to the table. But, you know, what are you, you going to do at wide receiver? And then defensively, 
you know, and I, I said this on the broadcast. It, it, I mean, who do you look at on that defense right now today and go, oh, my gosh, we better beware of that guy. Oh, we got we, we to gotta scheme away. There's nobody on that defense. We have some hopes. We, we have yeah. some hopes that, you know, a couple young cornerbacks might become something better than they are right now. And by the way, I am not, no way, no, no way, shape or form, um, writing Akuda off. I don't think that's fair. I think Lion fans have a very short memory. A guy by the name of Darius Slay was being called a bust in year one. And he even talked about it. We had a chance to talk to him last yeah. week. And he goes, I remember people calling me a bust. <laughs> so, um, you know, so there are a couple hopes on the defensive side of the ball, but there isn't one player that, that, you know, the opposition, if you were to do a game plan that, you know, you're sitting down in the room, the offensive room, and you're going, we got to stay away from this guy. We got to stay away from that guy. There's there's, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, there's nobody that scares, uh, like you said, an opposing uh, offensive coordinators. Like, oh, we got to make sure that we we double team this person. We're, we don't want Everson Griffin to bust out his wheelchair and come rolling after us. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not double covering Trey Flowers here. That's or Trey not, Flowers. Not play. Uh, yeah, right. so, so what? So when it comes down to it, and you said it before, that's really where how much of this team should be focused on drafting the right players and how much should we try to pick and choose two or three from free agency, use that money wisely, obviously when other, other situations have to work, their, work themselves out. That's why I love uh, Holmes as a GM because he comes in here with the experience that he got from uh, working with the Rams in LA and, and, Picking up those key pieces in the second, third, and fourth, and fifth rounds—that's what it takes to to make a uh, a team uh, competitive and chance for them to win in this league. You have to find those studs in the late rounds. No, that's exactly it. And and you know what? It was there have been a few, but they were a few and far between. I, I think you you know you have to look at Kenny and let's hope that Jonah Jackson continues on the on the upward trajectory. It's funny. One of the things that that um, Joyke and I have been talking about is like you know you look at Martin Mayhew's 2013 draft. Boy, that was a heck of a draft. It it, it really was. If it, you know, not to to go nerdy on you, but you know, go go look at that draft and the value that he got in so many of those picks. You just don't see that here. It, it seems like there's one, and then maybe another one comes six, seven years later. But I mean, that's what's so important. And and I think things are so um, ass backwards here. A lot of people just get ripped up or or wrapped up in the whole. Uh, let's go get a free agent and everything. It's like that's not how you build at all. You have to build with that base. You have to go out and and you know as you said. Uh, make those draft picks count, and and yeah. uh, let's hope let's hope that this is the year where it starts. Well, Sean, here's a question for you because we only have what five draft picks here in Detroit uh, for mm -hmm. this year. For now, yeah, for now. Ken, Kenny Galladay, would you put him on the trading block if it meant uh, third and a fourth round or a second and a third? Yes. Yes, I you know I would completely bite the bullet, guys. I, mm -hmm. I'm I, I know I'm in the minority, but you got to remember. I think oh, we, I talked about it, we, we we talked about it last year. I I was I was ready to draft a quarterback last year. I you know my my mindset, and I feel really good about it today. Is I knew that they weren't going to, but my mindset a year ago is how often do you find yourself in that position where I mean because look at it, the Lions stunk in 2020. That was a really bad oh, yeah. football team. Okay. 
and they only ended up with pick seven. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. that that was kind of my mindset about it last year. Now again, I, it was a futile argument to have because you you had you know a couple of guys in Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia that were were fighting to show that they can still do the job. And so what better way to do it than pick a cornerback at number three? But I, I think you 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 get my point that um you, you know they, I knew that they weren't going to do it, but I I think it would have been the smart move. And, you know, you've seen Green Bay do that. You saw Kansas City do it. And obviously that's worked out quite well for them. But, um, you know, that's one thing, obviously. I mean, it, it, it begins and ends with who's going to be your your guy. And, you know, is that guy going to be there at seven this year? He might be. But what what? how can I accumulate more picks? I mean, hopefully Matthew Stafford gets a pretty good package in return. We're, mm-hmm. I think we're all still trying to figure out what that brings in. But... What other what other assets can I give up? Because it's the old adage, and you guys are hockey fans. To get something, you have to give up something, right? Absolutely. And uh, uh, to me, it, yeah, it, it's it's time to it it it's time to just accept the fact we're not going to be good. This is going to be a couple of years, but let's load up on some draft picks and 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 start anew. Mm-hmm. And nobody's happier in this in this. Uh... Uh, call right now than myself having Matthew Stafford <laughs> go somewhere else and compete because as I have two Stafford jerseys and sort of my kids and I'm a big fan but if I have to go and buy a Stafford jersey with a different logo on it I'll be okay with it because he <laughs> will go and we'll see what he can do but if Detroit can get a couple picks for that that makes me even happier. It's a win-win. There is no lose in the situation, and there is really, it would be really hard for them, uh, Sean, I think, to screw this deal up. What do you think? Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, it, I, I really do. It's it's one of those things where, where um, you know, there appears to be, at least if you, if you hear, um, you know, some of the stuff that's out there right now, it, it appears that there are a, a lot of suitors and potential suitors and, and everything. So, um, well, let's, let's see how big of a package they can get for this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I think, uh, Jake brought, brought up an interesting point where there is multiple destinations for Stafford where he can go and teams, it could shape up where it could be a bidding war for Stafford because I look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts. If the Colts came calling and says like, we'll give you a second and a third for Stafford. No, thanks. We can move on because if you're getting Stafford, you're getting a lot better than what you guys had last year. And, and a Phillip rivers, you're getting a younger, better Phillip rivers. I don't, I don't know if that's a compliment or, or disrespectful, but Stafford, you put Stafford in that system with those receivers, that running game, a running game that he has never had before. Uh, I hate to say it. And, and that good of a defense. Yeah. I could see Stafford and the Colts still playing the, in the playoffs. No, and I, I'm with you. And in in listen, I mean, I, I've always felt like Philip Rivers kind of got a bum rap, okay? But there's no comparison between what Matthew Stafford's arm is right now and what Philip Rivers' arm is. And I, I think we saw that as the season wore on, especially, you know, that Hail Mary in their last game and everything. I mean, it, it was uh, it was arduous just to get it to the five yard line. You know what I mean? I mean, that was, that was something that I, I think it would be a, a great spot for him. I know, 
I've heard Washington a lot. You know, uh, how would that work in, in Washington? Um, I, I, I think that'd be a good place for him because certainly they have some pieces and everything. I, I have felt this way about Matthew Stafford for years. He's, I think he's developed into a darn good quarterback. And, and I know we've had that conversation. I had my issues with him five, six years ago because I, I thought he made too many mistakes. And, and if I'm doing my job and I'm in, and I'm in the business of being fair, as far as I'm concerned, when you see the mistakes go down, you have to give credit where credit is due. So mm-hmm. uh, I give him credit and, uh, it just bugs me because I know he's going to go have success elsewhere. I know he is, and it's yeah. just going to be another kick in the groin to us. But you say kick, kick, yeah, kick in the groin. Yeah, you don't, you don't. It hurts me when I saw Justin Verlander win a, a World Series ring with another team. That like, yeah, that did bug me. But you know, he did pay his dues and he served his time in Detroit. I, I say serve, serve his time like he's doing a jail sentence. Uh, and, and that's what's Matthew Stafford. He's like, he's finally getting out of jail. He's finally getting to go somewhere where he can actually flourish in the national spotlight. Now, could that be, if that's in San Francisco or, you know, Indianapolis or a wild card, like the New York jets, you know, who knows, but he deserves a chance to, go and get his title. Absolutely. And you know what? He's, he's, he's a great guy. I mean, he really is. And I, I think he and his wife, not a lot, not enough is said about, you know, some of the stuff that they've done guys in, in the past, um, you know, few years again from philanthropy and all that stuff. But you know, it's interesting. And I don't know if you listened to, to Courtney and I on the broadcast and, uh, you know, Joy and I talking about it. The, the the writing was on the wall. You know, you you could you could read the tea leaves, and this was really a situation, guys, where everything kind of pointed at it. It was just time, you know. And to me, it wasn't so much what Matthew Stafford said; it was what he didn't say. He didn't sound like a guy that that was interested in going through you know, another lion rebuild again. I mean, it just, it, it, it wasn't there. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's too bad. You know, the lions are losing. I'm not going to put him in the, in the same category as, as Barry and Calvin Johnson or anything like that, but you, you can't, you can't lose good players. You just can't lose good players. And, um, here we are lions, lions going lions and, and finding exactly. themselves in that position again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to touch on the ownership. This is obviously Sheila Ford-Hamp is, uh, took the reins of this team now and really made it her team. Was this always a part of Sheila's plan or was this, uh, hey, the past obviously didn't work out for whatever my mom did or uh, my father did. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to go the complete opposite. Of, uh, of running an NFL franchise. And it's getting some national attention, especially after that Dan Campbell uh, meltdown, positive press conference, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> where, where, that was a wrestling promo, that's what that was. That was, that was. I can't wait to see him in the Royal Rumble this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, hey, listen, to answer your question, and I, yeah. I again, I think to – if you're if you're if you're if you're going to be fair, if you're even going to pretend to be fair, right. I, I can't I can't judge I can't judge her by what her father did, 
And I would hope that my children are not going to be judged by what their <laughs> idiot father did. You know what I mean? I'm going to try to judge her on her own merit. And, yeah. um, you know, I know asking Lion fans to show some patience is the most unfair <laughs> thing in the history of mankind. It just is. You you guys know that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing crap like that. But yeah. I think the reality with her is we, we do have to see what her ship is going to be like. I mean, I, the easy thing to do is, oh, she's just like her father and things like yeah. that. I don't think that's fair. I, I, I just don't think that's fair. And I, I think so far she's shown that that she you know she cares this bothers her i mean there's the the, the famous photo of her you know at at the game with her hands over her face you know trying to yeah. trying to hide the disdain for what was going on so um I, I hate to say this, Lion fans, but I think we're all going to have to be patient and take a wait and see. <laughs> it's like we're walking through the desert and someone say, oh, yeah, the water is just a little further down yeah. the road. Yep. That's a, that's a good analogy. Heck, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. Sean, uh, if you can tell our audience where they can find you and, and Joyke uh, and tell us about your new sh- about your show and uh, what can, we can look forward to that's coming up in the future. Yeah, you know, we're, we're on uh, 11 to 1 every day at Woodward Sports and woodwardsports.com. We're, we're streaming on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook Live or whatever it is. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, Facebook or Facebook Live. I don't know what it is. Yeah. One of those things. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, every, every day we're just talking about what's going on in the sporting world and, you know, um, you know some other stuff as well. It's not – I'm not going to lie to you. It's not 100% sports. It's obviously very sports heavily inclined and everything. So – uh, we're on 11 to 1 every day, and then uh, I'm doing a barbecue show. And then, as I mentioned, Darren McCarty and I are, are doing a show on, on, on WJR on, on Friday nights. And, you know, I'm still popping around doing some shows on JR as well. So, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's I mean, um, it, it's a little different this year, obviously, uh, for, for a, a myriad of reasons. But uh, trying to keep busy and trying to, trying to have some fun. And I love – doing things like this and ch- chatting with guys like you. Cause it's, it's a, uh, you know, even if for 10, 15 minutes, it does, things kind of feel normal. You know, we're, we're just, the guys are sitting around, ta- you know, shooting the shit and, um, you know, talking sports and everything. And I think we all need a little bit more of that in our lives. That's absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, we, we appreciate you coming on just before you go really quick. Uh, we need a Super Bowl winner for uh, from you. Is oh, it the here Chiefs we go. Or is it Tampa Bay? <laughs> you know what? I got to go with the Chiefs. I do, and I know I, I I feel sick going against Brady. I just do. I feel sick going against him. But um, that that Chief, there aren't many teams that you know you can look at and say this team can turn it on. They're one of them. I, I watched them turn on. They did not look good down the stretch. They really they did not look good. And then, boy, by golly, the playoffs start, and all of a sudden, there they go. I mean, they looked so good in particular uh, against Buffalo um, this past Sunday. So I'm 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 going to go with the Chiefs. How about I'll go 31-24. All right, there you nice. go. You heard it there. There we go. Chiefs uh, going to repeat, according to uh, Sean Belegian. Uh Sean, once again, thanks for thank you for joining us on the ADG podcast. We wish you nothing but success on your new shows and, and give our love to Joyke Bell. Uh, he, he is a true uh, class 
all the way. And enjoy enjoy the hockey. I, I believe the Leafs are playing right now, so make, make sure you turn that off. Nobody watches the Leafs. <laughs> hey, hey, Thanks, hey. boys. Uh, hey, hey, chat anytime. No problem. Thanks, Sean. Okay. We appreciate it. So get into rest of the sports. Uh, yeah, let's get so into we, the sports. Yeah, There's lots to talk co- about there. We covered the Lions pretty good, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, there is, but we did, but... I don't know. If you look uh, at the whole Matthew Stafford situation, yeah. I'm so pumped up about it. Like we kind of <laughs> Jake, I've never seen you this I never heard you this excited talking about Matthew Stafford before. Well, if if you saw my TikTok today <laughs> that I put up there cuz yes, my dumbass is on TikTok. Oh, I, I, I was showing off my line swag because I'm excited about this team for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> I think like 11 years. Uh yeah. I've been excited about this team since they got destroyed in the playoff game versus the Saints on my birthday way back when. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about what's possible, not what's happening, but what's possible. Right. New coaching right. staff, new defensive coordinator, new general manager. If you think about the possibilities of trading Stafford, which we will, but what they're going to get, uh, there's possibilities of getting more draft picks. And we got the yeah. guy to give us those quality draft picks hopefully again i'm I'm being positive this is very strange but this this team's gonna be garbage for the next year or two it is but draft picks people this is how you build sean's said it when he was on the show yeah and it counts and jake you said this team's gonna be garbage but we're gonna be garbage with a purpose Mm -hmm. you know there's, right. there's a reason the Red why Wings. we're going to be in garbage, and, and like the Tigers and the Pistons, and, and the Red pretty Wings. much and, Trash. And the Red Wings. Yeah. They're great now. Uh, ah, sure. Okay. I'll okay. About that. They're they're fun <laughs> to watch. They're fun. Oh, they're okay. not losing every game. No, no, no. They're they're well. Okay. No. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. No. Obviously, I like it because you know what it is, Jake. It's like a rebirth. And the, the, with this Lions franchise, it, mm-hmm. I, I hope this is a culture change because we actually have a head coach that cares mm-hmm. about his physical appearance. What? He'd have a pencil yeah. in his ear? He doesn't have a pencil in his ear. He's All actually, right. Good he's start. Actually, he's actually done a push-up in his life. Oh, shit. You know? No moo-moos then. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There's, there's going to be no moo-moos that you're going to be seeing no from this genius. guy. Okay. These guys going to have, you know, fucking tank top and just showing <laughs> off the guns. You know, showing off those sexy kneecaps of his, you know, and then you're just going to be... show them how to play where he needs to demonstrate. Well, I don't know if he's going to show them how to play, but you got to like the, the people that he's surrounding himself. With. Yes. An- yes. Anthony, Anthony Lynn. And here's That's the guy, right. offensive, good offensive mind, former head coach mm-hmm. as your offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn on the defensive side of the ball. You know, this guy is... From what I've read, he's very—he's on a fast track to be a head coach in, in this yep. league. So if he can turn around this pathetic Lions uh, defense, he—he he, should—he he should have any job he wants when right. he decides to uh, uh, go for the head coaching gig. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. And just—and just, and just yep. like what just like what Sean said, Deuce Staley coming on board, and uh, they got a special teams coordinator uh, that that they poached from the Eagles as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's something that that tells you about uh, the, what Holmes and Campbell have that people yep. want to come to Detroit. They they're excited about this new culture and this new rebirth. Well, let, let's Lions. hope. 
let's yeah. hope. Be, let's be honest with people, though. Um, the the banner on our Facebook page isn't going away. It's still going to say sell the team, <laughs> sell the team. <laughs> until things start to change on an annual yes. basis into a positive. Yes. We want to be the Kansas City Chiefs. We want to be Miami. We want to be, listen to this one, we want to be Cleveland. Okay? <laughs> because... Uh, hey, you know, hey, hey, it's making the playoffs, making runs. And, and, and you know what? We have the guy that drafted your Patrick Mahomes, that drafted your Baker Mayfield. You know, mm-hmm. he's there in our draft room and, mm-hmm. in, uh, and in the the, the the GM chair, along with uh, Rob Agnew and uh, Brad Holmes. You know, so Brad Holmes, yeah, maybe a first time GM in the league, but he has veterans around him to help him and to craft the best team possible. And yeah, it's, there's going to be growing pains this year, no doubt. But Rome wasn't built in a day. But like, Jake, here's a little scenario I want to throw out to you. And you tell me if you would be okay with this. Let's say what Lions have the seventh overall pick in, in this mm-hmm. draft. And mm-hmm. all, all, the, all the top quarterbacks are gone. I'm talking about, obviously, Lawrence is gone. Uh, Wilson is gone. Yep. Uh, Fields is gone. Yeah. Uh, Trey, Trey Lance is even gone before. Oh God. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So obviously, it, it, okay, we're talking that Matthew Stafford is gone. We're talking Kenny Galladay is gone. What do you do? Do you try to fill this one, this hole first, or that hole first, or do you trade back that seventh round pick to get more picks? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the scenario I always do because I think it, this scenario works and nobody ever listens to it. Uh, one one of two things. I'm gonna give you two options. One, okay. you stay at the seventh pick and you pick the best available player that your team is in need of. And if you say corner, <clears throat> I'm going to hurt somebody. No, <laughs> no. You need defensive tackles. Okay, you don't have any. No, no. You know what you need? You need linebackers. <laughs> You don't have you need, any. Yes, you don't have it. That's right. But I think Giovanni uh, Tavai. Who? Yeah, exactly. crap. That's right. But that's that's you know the other coaches' problem. But they're not here anymore. But I'm the position of need at that point when you don't have a quarterback. Number one would be de- defensive tackle, defensive end. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that. Yeah. Now two. Second option is what you just mentioned. Trade back down, pick up more picks, and then start filling in the gaps that way. If you don't have a quarterback, there's a solution to that. How much are you paying your backup? $3 million a year. Hmm. That's not bad. Uh, that's that's a suitable uh, replacement for one year while your team uh, builds its building blocks on all their positions. And guess what? Next year, you could be in the position of picking in the top three. Yeah, no, so. that, that, that's very possible. The, mm-hmm. There's talks that, like you know, someone like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. more of a band-aid solution, while you over a, a one year of transition until you until you suck enough where you can get that 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 quarterback you really need. You know, mm, Darren, so, are you telling you telling me, Darren, that you would be all about Fitz Magic up in Detroit? I would be Motor City Fitz Magic, my friend. <laughs> See if we Motor listen to what I was Motor saying City, last year. Motor City Magic. Motor yeah, if City you Magic. if they listen to what I was saying last year and it's on the record, I would have gotten Tua. And guess what? You've been set. Yeah, but now there's talks that Miami is may not may not be too happy with Tua. 
Maybe they go uh, someone else. Maybe they take Fields at three. I'll take Tua. I'll bring him to Detroit. (laughs) I have seen him play this year. He was good. He he looks very good, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And there's so many. The real true tell tell sign will be what they get for Stafford. Obviously, obviously the closer you get to that cutoff point where he's he's owed a $10 million bonus or something like that, obviously Mm -hmm. he's going to be traded before that. But it's going to be different seeing him in a different uniform. Yeah, you think you're going to get a first rounder for him? I think I think that's where the minimum is, Jake. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Because you know what you can do. If you you can if you get a team that you can trade the seventh and whatever they get first round for him and trade those two picks for, I don't know, somewhere in the top three, whoever doesn't need a quarterback that badly, you'd be in business. Yeah. No, it's true. And Jake, it, just say like if we get a first and a third, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say Indy ponies up and gives us a first, a first and a third. Yeah. Do you do you spend one of those picks in the first round and then you take the other one and you trade back to acquire more picks? Oh, hell no. If I have two first round picks, I'm going in the top three and getting my quarterback of the future. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that no. Was, that, that, in that case scenario, that boom, I'm, be, I'm getting it. That was going to be my next question. Do you yeah. somehow package those two uh, first round picks to get, uh, you know, your, your uh, Zach Wilson Fuck anybody. <laughs> anybody in the top five. Anyone in the top five. Quarterback. Wow. Yep. Don't but, care. But, but let's say Justin Fields. I know yes. everyone is very, you know, he didn't have a great national championship game. Uh, no. But he's still a good quarterback. Uh, let's say he's there at, at mm-hmm. seven. Do you, yep. do you take it? Do you take him? Yes. 100%. Even though and I'll tell you why. why. I'll tell you why. And, and I, I know why you're asking, but do you remember who for Ohio State uh, was a top pick in the last year's draft? Uh, last year's number draft? Two. Number two. He went number two. Which, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, defensive end. Defensive uh, end. Chase Young. Yeah. Chase Young. Chase Young had a horrible uh, last few games for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Horrible. He was non-existent. He didn't because have a good Yeah, because everyone was double teaming him. They That's right. Good, yeah, he had, and so look at uh, Fields going into the national championship. He got to the national championship. Yep. Okay. He did. He did. Great performances. You got to look at those. That's right. So you got to look at that. If that kid can, if he can, this kid can do that much in a short period of time, he can do a lot more for you if you give him time to build. I'll be a great pickup. Okay. Well, so there you go. So, so Jake has that mm-hmm. coming in. Uh, we should start like. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it on this episode. But every episode, I will be giving out uh, the the latest mock draft from uh, from someone. I'll find a, a random mock draft. This one is from Pro Football Focus. So pretty. Pretty respective uh, uh, football site. So here is their here is their mock draft uh, that they have right now for the 2021 uh, NFL draft. 
Obviously, Jacksonville Jaguars going to take Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. No surprise yep. there. Number two, this is where it get, gets inter- interesting uh, here, Jake. Oh, Number okay. two, the New York Jets select quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. Yep, as they should. Wow. As they should. And then number three, your Miami Dolphins, uh, they take the number three, third overall pick, Devonta Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Ooh. I don't know about that one. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, okay. I don't number know about four, that one. Isn't he, he's like 5'9. Who cares? He's he can't catch anything. Oh, okay. And number four. It gets the, this is like the most obscured uh, mock draft I've seen so far. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. You know they need a quarterback and yes, other stuff as well. They take linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn what? State. Yeah, oh, okay. it's, it's crazy. Uh, number five, the Cincinnati Bengals take tackle Panay Sewell, the the mm-hmm. best uh, tackle in the draft. So there you go. Number That's six. Good. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles take wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU. Jamar Chase, who uh, didn't play at all in this uh-huh. past uh, COVID, uh, COVID-friendly COVID year. And number seven, who do you think the Detroit Lions select, according to Pro Football Focus? I have a really bad feeling they say cornerback. It's not a cornerback. I'll give you okay. I'll give you one clue. It's not a cornerback. Okay. Could be a wide receiver. No, it's not a wide receiver. And, and so who do you got? And and at number seven, your Detroit Lions take mm-hmm. from the University of Alabama, Christian mm-hmm. Barmore. Christian no, Barmore. Christian Barmore. All right. He says he, he's a defensive line player. Okay. And then you can defensive interior, they call it. And okay. and the and the reasoning was like, okay, hear me out. New general manager Brad Holmes comes from the Rams, where he played a big role in drafting Aaron Donald. Christian Barmore is the first of a long line of future interior defensemen line, uh, linemen who have caught Darnold fever and try to mold their game after him. Barmore is so nimble for a big man, it's incredible. He showed out. Uh, on a limited snaps uh, snaps of in in 2019, but and while he probably didn't play at his absolute best throughout the whole regular season, he was he was back to being his dominant self when the college football playoff playoffs rolled around, earning a 91.3 pass rush grade over the final two games of his championship winning season. It's not as if the Lions don't need a pass rush either. So hmm. there you go. See, this was this was what I said earlier. This would be if they had to stay there. There was no quarterbacks on the board at the tackle. That's Dang, right. look at that! But remember, this is all before the workouts, before everything else, Obviously, before yeah. the combines. So this is going to change like a billion times. But it's nice to do. I like that. I like I like the idea. We should definitely do this every time. Exactly. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And, and, cool. And just for and just for fun, because I know we talk about it. Zach Wilson, according to them, gets drafted 12th overall to the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Also, 49ers is a future possibility for Matthew Stafford's new home. That's possible as well. So there you go. So Mm -hmm. next episode, we'll do a different mock draft. 
see where see what the Lions pick. That's right. Awesome. Cool. There you go. Is that sports? That's sports. All right. Movie trailer review time. Yes. Oh, Jake is so excited. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let him go. You know, I watched the the preview trailer and then the actual trailer, right? <laughs> like when it how came many, out. How, how many times? A couple. A couple. The kids had to see it, so a couple yeah, hundred them. times. A couple hundred times. <laughs> so, if you guys saw that from the preview of our show, yes, it's Godzilla versus Kong, is the movie trailer review, and uh, I'll, I'll kick this off by saying, oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, it looks good, looks like fun, and I picked up. A, a, Looks like it's a lot of action. It goes. It's the next Godzilla movie, and if you look at the trailer, it's a lot of fighting, a lot of really good effects. Like I love the way the whole trailer looked. And not to be too geeky on it, but I picked oh, up on okay. something. I picked up on something, and also my oldest kid picked up on this too. Is um, they're making Godzilla uh, be the evil guy this time around, which is pretty interesting because I hate King Kong. I hate King Kong. And I, I hated the game. I hate the cartoons. I hate <laughs> everything King Kong. I hate it. It's a big monkey. Right. I don't give a shit. Uh, but I'm a big fan <laughs> of Godzilla. So that, that kind of threw me off. I was like, yeah, damn, that's what I thought. And my kid saw it. I'm like, damn, okay, that's cool. That makes sense now. And it's just a smart kid. So this wasn't even really anything um, that obvious in the trailer. So that kind of threw me off. That might be an interesting movie. And only one can survive is the title. And what pissed me off about the trailer is they're giving King Kong like accessories. Like he's a hammer and shit. I'm like what the, who the hell? We made him a hammer. Fuck. But <laughs> just me geeking out on the trailer. It's a lot of stuff to digest, but it kind of goes away from the cool Godzilla movies. The last couple that we had, they were really good. And now it kind of gets into the weird kind of vibe where King Kong's supposed to be bigger and then they give him a backstory other whatever but yeah i'm gonna spoil the trailer check it out i liked it i'm gonna give it a four out of five. Wow, four out of five i was expecting a solid five out of five from you jake no 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 let's be real i just like that they're fighting on the aircraft carrier that's mm-hmm. just that's pretty awesome right there and uh you know they talk about like king kong has a weapon but but Godzilla has, he's pretty much like one giant weapon. He has, you know, his, his back or, or whatever the proper term is for those uh, pointy. Uh, a vertebrae. Vertebrae, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, you know, like that, that's a weapon itself. So I think Kong could, it could definitely use a swinging hammer or axe or whatever he had in there. This is not throwing barrels anyway. Yeah. So you know what? It, it looks it looks crazy stupid, and the effects look pretty cool. So it looks like something that I would definitely check out. Obviously, Warner Brothers. So it, it, this is a Warner Brothers picture. So it's going to be shown in theaters and also on HBO Max on the same day. Perfect. So it's <laughs> perfect for you, Jake. You don't mm, have to go to the the, you don't have to go to the theater anymore. Uh, it sounds like a plan. That's it. So yeah, Godzilla. There you go. What, 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 what you gonna? What you give it? You know what? Because I know you're a big fan of it, I'll give it a solid three and a half out of five. Oh, oh wow, so generous on your point five. I, 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 I can't <laughs> tie you uh, like that. I think that would not be nice because because yeah. because you're like the biggest Godzilla f- fan that I know. There you so, go. There you go. All right. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. 
Nice. Uh, so, Jake, before, well, well, do we want to do top five? Yeah, let's do top five. Oh, let's get into the top five time. Top Jake. five. We're going to follow this up because uh, oh, of our yeah. trailer. And you're like, oh, my God, you should do this one. So I'm like, might as well. And since I'm lazy, I'm like, well, I'll go with that idea. <laughs> Thanks for not making me think of one. That's right, because I know this one top of my head. So here's top five uh, big monster movies that I like Ooh. personally. So don't hate me. Don't go to IMDb and start throwing movies. I don't give a shit about your opinion. This is my no, opinion. Are, are, are that's like, why it's my show. Are these are these the greatest monster movies according to you of all time? That, yes, these are the movies that I will literally watch every time they're on TV. Okay. Okay. So, and and again. It's just my list. Yep. Don't, don't need Karen's yelling in the email section here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number five. I don't think Karen's watch monster movies, but okay. Or listen to our podcast. Anyways, go ahead. Number five. Here's an obscure movie. Number five on my list called The Mist. It's the Stephen oh. King movie that was made into a TV show. But I actually like the movie better. Because uh, it was much closer to the book that I also read. The Mist, um, really fun movie. It's about like a f- giant thick fog that comes and covers the entire town. And then there's stuff in the fog. And I'm not going to spoil it, but big monsters. There you go. Right. Number five. Number four. It's a classic. Number four is a classic. And if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go see it. It's, and only see the first one. Maybe the second one, but the first one only. It's called Tremors. Tremors is a fun monster movie it's about giant sandworms just in, in just out there. You the know, first one, the first, the first one came out in 1990. It's a very long time ago. Yes, yeah. so much fun. Such a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Good cast too. Kevin Bacon. There yeah, you go. Kevin Bacon. There you I go. know. All right, number three. It's a movie that. Um, that I really like because you can't go wrong with giant robots and giant monsters and it's Pacific Rim and again the first one mm. really good big monsters big robots um, decent storyline great quality movie uh, check that out number two number two not shocking at all Godzilla from 2014 <laughs> one of my favorite Godzilla movies out there love it not the 1986 movie that was trash 2014 Check it what, out. What, what, was it Godzilla 2000, the one that had the Puff Daddy uh, theme song? Yeah, that was ni- that was Godzilla 1996. Yeah, that had the uh, Puff yes. Daddy theme song. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> Come that with me. Yep. It's the only thing. I think the soundtrack sold more than the than the movie ticket. I think I had the soundtrack, or at least I I I. the wallflowers on there. That was pretty good. Yeah, I think I I think I got the song from LimeWire when that movie came out. Who didn't? And some viruses with the song. All right, and number one for anybody that knows me and knows anything about me and movies, my number one is a solid number one, and there's probably one of the better monster movies out there. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Excellent movie. Yes. Excellent movie. So that's Uh, my good. That's a good list. That's a very good list. So there you go. There's Jacob's uh, top five uh, greatest monster movies of all time, according to Jacob. That's right. If you you disagree with him, then 
you're the real monster. Yeah, or email us at uh, <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Find us everywhere on all social media. At there you go. Podcast. We're there. We'll talk about it. In the words of uh, Jerry the King Lawler, cheap pop, cheap pop. <laughs> all right. So yeah. that's good. Uh, Jake, I don't know. Do you have a, a rant? Or... I got a rant, but I think you got something better that's coming up oh, this yeah. season. Oh, this Sunday. Oh, yes. Let's oh, get into it's, it's it. It's my yeah. favorite event it in is. January. It's, to me, uh, this all, is, all time. Oh, no. I think this is my favorite event of a uh, of, uh, sports entertainment event. Yeah. Of, it of tops the, the main year. ones. It tops yeah. WrestleMania for me. There's no oh, other yeah. event that I like better than this one. Exactly. That's Royal Rumble. The, the Royal Rumble. It's, it's, it's one of our favorites. You know, 30 men enter one ring and. The winner is the last man standing. Obviously, this Royal Rumble is going to be different, obviously, because of COVID. There's going to be no fans, or there's going to be fans, but they're all going to be a whole bunch of screens. And they and they fight in the, what is, what is it, Thunderdome, whatever they call yeah. it. Something so I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking at it, like, going back, and I was, like, on YouTube, and I was browsing, like, the the Royal Rumbles of the Attitude Era. And oh, just a, wow. another, another thing of like what the Attitude Era was so good at is those Rumbles were always exciting. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not saying that like today's Rumbles is aren't as exciting, but I don't know, it was something different that you knew that there was going to be that loud pop when you hear who was coming in when they when they counted down three, two, one? Yeah, you know, it was unpredictable it, back then. You, you didn't know. You didn't know if it was Stone Cold or Drew Carey coming down. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Not... You know. So obviously, we were talking about you know favorite Rumble moments earlier. Like I don't know about you, Jake. To me, I think one of the greatest ones was when Mr. McMahon won the Royal Rumble. Oh, I think really? that, was, that was a great one. That one, mm-hmm. and when Ric Flair, yes, uh, won the championship, and uh, that is my favorite one right there. When oh, he screwed Hulk Hogan yeah. and Sid Vicious, <laughs> that's my favorite one. Best speech of all time. Oh yes, the post uh, the post match interview was yes. stuff of legend. Perfect. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. Miss Kurt Henning was the best. Yeah, but like that one, or you could say the you know Shawn Michaels, you know scaling back up the ropes, only having one foot down. You know, a lot yeah, of so many good. great, yep. so many great Rumble moments. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was that one I I forget who it in who it was uh, three seconds, and then he was eliminated by Hulk Hogan. I think he is uh he's he but he wasn't the fastest one to be eliminated. I think it was Santino <laughs> was uh. Was uh was the fastest one to be eliminated it was like one second he was in the rumble, so yeah just like, probably just like the, those good times like that I don't know me mm-hmm. I don't really watch wrestling anymore except for like the rumble or WrestleMania because it's all just who are these people nowadays I don't know yeah it's not as not as good storytelling wise and build up wise and that's the same thing I don't watch anything except the WrestleMania or Royal Rumble and that's it yeah. No, and and back when they had live events, like those were the only two real shows to go to. Oh, uh, for either. sure. Like uh, we were lucky enough to go to Survivor Series back in the day when it was at yes. Joe Louis Arena. 
That's great right. time. Great time. Yep. I, I, I still have my foam little spinner belt. <laughs> there you go. I, got. I, I got my spinner belt at uh, WrestleMania in Detroit. Oh. Yeah. Is now, now is this a real spinner belt? Or real, yeah. Real? The wow. real one. It's, oh, so me, so you and my brother-in-law have the exact same belt. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to trade in for the winged blue one. Ooh, or the Intercontinental ooh. Blue Championship. Ooh, the, the white one? The white? Yes, that would be yes. tremendous. That so I know Mr. Perfect one. had the blue one too, but the white one's really nice. Mm, the white one is nice. Uh, Jake's a big Mr. Perfect fan. Yes. Hilarious. Great <laughs> great character. Great deal. I actually got to see him live at uh, Fan Access in Toronto. Um, did you? So that was pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Did, did you get a photo with him? No, I did not. He was in the ring, and I was just outside of the ring. He was doing like an uh, inter- mock interview and stuff. No, I hung out with uh, Jr. and the King. No, that was cool. I, talked, I hung out with those guys. Got a picture with them. Stone Cold is actually a pretty big dude, and Kevin Nash is fucking gigantic. <laughs> and you know me, I'm six three. But I, yeah. I, when I stood, stood talking to Kevin Nash, he, I was looking like straight up, literally in the air. This guy's <laughs> giant. So, trying to call him Big Daddy Cool. Big Daddy yep. Cool. <laughs> Exactly, but there you uh, go. I was geeking out on old wrestling, and that's we should come old, back. We love the old wrestling. Anytime I can like just sneak onto YouTube and just watch old wrestling matches from like my youth, I'm I'm there. That's a pretty good rabbit hole to fall down. Yeah, you know what we should do? We should have a Royal Rumble night and just uh, get a bunch of rumbles and just watch yeah. them. Old ones. It. Just like we, we we're not gonna know who's coming out next. I don't even remember who wins. Just <laughs> exactly. fun to watch. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. I think I think it was uh, the '92 Rumble is yes. uh, is the one that's that one. the Ric Flair. It's on yes. YouTube. You can watch a whole match on YouTube. I love it. Fantastic. That, that's the only one I actually own. Do you? Yeah. There you go. So there it's you go. One. It's a good one. Yeah, because because right. I, I I really don't need to hold to buy the whole uh, WWE Network. You know, whatever it costs a month, when you can just no. watch a couple mu- uh, matches on YouTube. Speaking right. of WWE, did you hear that NBC is buying uh, the, the TV rights, I guess, or the network, whatever, and put it on their uh, Peacock uh, uh, platform for $1 really? billion? Dollars. Yes, what the fuck $1 is Peacock? Dollars. Is that the it, online it, streaming service? It's it's NBC's online streaming platform. Yeah, okay. That's great. Yeah. Can we get it in Canada? No. <laughs> no. We can't get that. We can't get HBO Max. It's it's a complete mm. joke. Fucking true. No. I'll work on that. No, we we, we have to get uh yeah, <laughs> forget, the, forget the vaccines. Yeah, HBO Max, Trudeau. In the meantime, yeah. while you're not doing that, get exactly. us some HBO Max. <laughs> there you go. But no, we got to settle for Crave, whatever Crave uh, has uh, on it. And also, I I just gotta say, like, uh, mm-hmm. if you get a chance to watch it, the Tiger Woods documentary that HBO did, beautiful. Really? Nice. Beautiful. Is there a lot of uh, car breaking, windshield oh, smashing? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Part part two is they go all into the the bad side of Tiger and his his really? womanizing, his mm-hmm. popping pills, strippers, strippers, hookers, nice. whatever. And, Terrific. Uh, yeah, he was. They showed the dash cam uh, uh, footage of him getting pulled over. He was so gone. He was take. He took so many different pills. I don't even know how he was standing, but yeah, it's uh, definitely goes from his humble beginnings to the big time to the <laughs> the fall of uh, 
<laughs> the rise and fall of Tiger Woods. Isn't it rise exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I have that bookmarked actually on uh, Netflix, so I'll be watching that. Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix. Not Netflix? I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's an HBO. HBO? If, if you got Crave. I have it saved. I have it saved. It's coming. I'll be watching that one. I have so many shows saved to watch. I'm trying to finish up Glow right now, speaking of wrestling. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really good show. Enjoying the first nice. two seasons in the middle of the season three right now. So Beautiful. that's, nice. yeah, it's a good nice. show. But one uh, after the other. Another thing I want to get your thoughts on before mm-hmm. we wrap it up. Uh, Detroit is now, sorry, Michigan has finally legalized and it's kicked off its uh, online sports betting or single game sports betting in Michigan. Mm -hmm. It's uh, now legal. They kicked it off last Friday. Friday. Which was was great. Uh, Barstool, who is a big, huge company in the States. I'm a big fan of those guys. Yeah. They they came down, so they have the Barstool Sportsbook at Greektown Casino. And, uh, yeah, so the whole crew came down, Dave Portnoy and yep. all I that. I watched their live feed. It was hilarious. It was pretty good. Uh, for some reason, he bet $100,000 on the Red Wings to win. I'm like, what an idiot. Uh, you don't bet on Detroit, any, ever. <laughs> yeah, but this guy's a millionaire. So yeah, I know. He doesn't give a shit. 100000 to him, it's like nothing. Uh, so, yeah, so he did that. He did Michigan. He, uh, he bet $100,000 each on each Michigan. Pistons, uh, Red, and, and then of course the the two fo- the the two football games uh, on Sunday. So yeah, so it, you know it's fun. I I can't wait to get over there when the border opens up. Go put uh, put a little money on some wagers, maybe on uh, future Lions. <laughs> okay, easy and there. Depends on what the over under is. Easy hey, there. Depends on, de- depends on what the over under is, Jake. You never yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. The only team locally I would bet on is uh, the mighty Michigan basketball team. That's that's a good basketball team right there. Oh, they're, they're very good. Now, yeah. I just hope that uh, they, they haven't peaked before March Madness rolls around. Yeah, well, that's true. I hope not either. But you know? if they play like this, it would be nice to see them in the Final Four. That would be terrific. Final Four, wow. Are, are you calling it already, Michigan in the Final Four? Oh, they better. So, the way they're playing, they have to. Oh, you can't you can't look this good and uh, not make it that far. But who knows? I've watched I watched a lot of college basketball lately, and uh, there's some decent teams, but the, Michigan looks really strong. So I'll be surprised. I'll be shocked if they're not in the final four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there yeah, you that's go. That's what it is. But yeah, anyway, we'll I got a rant. Happens. Oh, rant time. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's finish this off with a rant. <clears throat> so for today's episode, I, I got an interesting rant because, yeah, we have to. We, we you watch commercials on TV and they try to make them re- relatable and stuff like that. And you guys know we have to wear masks. Obviously, you go out in public in public spaces like a store or something. But I'm watching this uh, commercial on TV and they're trying to sell furniture and the people in this commercial are wearing masks. Huh? What? Really? How does that make sense? You, you're showing me a commercial for uh, furniture and your customers in the commercial in a controlled environment are wearing masks. Okay, two problems with that. One, never, uh, it, it, what? Why is it just because it's happening now doesn't mean it's always going to happen? Two, why are you normalizing the situation? It's not going to be like this for a very long time. It might end this year. 
masks won't be mandatory forever. It's just until this thing is done, which slowly getting away from that already. Now, again, you're normalizing something on TV that you th- that 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 shouldn't be normalized. It's not like it's one of those things people say, "Oh, the new normal." No, fuck the new normal. I want the old normal back. <laughs> okay, there's nothing normal about the new. I want right. the old normal back. So something like this pisses me off because it normalizes what's happening when it shouldn't be. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't. It's not. It's not pleasure to have shit covering my face and breathing into myself. No, not cool. So I don't want that on TV normalized. Well, and again, it's just one company that did it. It makes no sense to me, and it's actually stupid because now they can't even use that commercial. Now let's try looking at the commercial. Let's say twelve months from now, because you know they reuse commercials a lot. Um, you're gonna have people with nobody wearing masks anymore, and those fuckers have masks in their commercial. How does that make sense? Again, it's just normalizing something that's that's not necessary. You know what I mean? Yep. And that pisses me off, and I, and it's a big waste of money. But they, it's just an influence that we just don't need out there. You know, just, just make things look normal. So once we get back to it, we'll all be back to our regular normal. That's my rant for today. There you go. Well done. Good rant. There you go. There you go. That's 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 the show today. Again, we thank Sean Belizean for joining Darren and myself on some awesome sports talk. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, find us everywhere you find a podcast, uh, ADG Podcast. Search for that, or check our social media at ADG Podcast everywhere except TikTok because I don't think we want to do an AG. That would be weird. We're in different spots, but um, yeah. I think one TikTok with Jake is enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, the, my viewers are popping right now. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Got like two on my last video. But yeah, go wow. check it out. Uh, but check out our socials. Uh, we'll be tagging Sean and them. You guys can uh, enjoy that interview. It was pretty informative. It was pretty good. Uh, we love having him on. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, by the time we get to the next show. All right. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Just like Jake said, make sure to like, subscribe, check us out, follow us on all social media platforms. We'll try to get some more uh, good content, breaking news, if it happens, up on our social media channels as best we can. And maybe we'll throw in another interview. We can get certain people to message us back. We'll be great. (laughs) Never happens in podcasting. Never happens. (laughs) But there you go. It was a good show. All right. Uh, you hope you guys tune in next time like and share like Darren said and uh, I'm Jacob and I'm Darren and we are EDG